Yo, yo, what's going on? What's going on? Welcome to episode two of Voice of the Culture. I'm your host, Juan. Yes, I'm joined by my great co-host, Stephen Chris. What's going on, guys? The one and only. Or the two, three and I, only. Yes. I was about to say. <laughs> I was about to say. Um, <laughs> well, I was, was going to say the one and only, but then Chris was like, yo, and I was like, damn, I got to add him in there, too. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, uh, <laughs> that's, that's funny. Um, we got a lot to talk about today, and we should be having two more people join us. Um, so hopefully they'll join us soon so they don't cut us off in the middle of us getting going with our topic. Um, but first, let me start off, you know, asking my two co-hosts that I have here, how was everyone's weekend? Everything was good? Weekend was good. Uh, I saw Infinity War today. Um other than that, other than that, I kept a low profile, but I wanted to, so you know, I'm, I'm happy with with the outcome of the weekend, I guess. I absolutely, that. absolutely. Chris, we were supposed to go, but Dennis had schoolwork, so uh, I know you didn't see Infinity War unless you did. Nah, I didn't, man. Out there, man. Finals, finals is like right around the corner, man. So we all just locked in right now. So just schoolwork for me over this weekend, but I can't complain, you know. Any day above ground is a good one. Hey, absolutely. Yeah, what would Pusha say? CNN said I'd be dead before 21? Mm. So every day is a good day for us. Every day. Uh, yeah, right, Pusha so, took it. He took it to 21. It was supposed to be 25. Yeah, he <laughs> took it to 21. Pusha. I was like, all right, Pusha. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, all right. Take, taking some years off. But all right. And um, when you're pushing right. cocaine, man, when you're pushing cocaine, it's uh, – they they got to show in that lifespan by three. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah, man, push. Y'all, he always doing that uh, that uh, that white powder talk. But uh, he definitely has that <laughs> content outside of that. But it don't seem like it sometimes. Uh, yeah, it, does, it definitely like doesn't. Said, though. <laughs> like I, I like said, pushing, we got a lot man. to talk about. Um, let, let's start with Kanye, man, because that, that that is the talk of the town. He seemed like he done lost his mind, man. I, I don't know what's going on with him. I, I try to understand him sometimes, but then it's like, I can't be making excuses for you, man. That just sounds crazy. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't want to get too deep into, like, his political views and everything, because this isn't obviously a political podcast, but if you guys want to touch on it when I go to you, more than welcome to. I want to focus more on this one question, and I'm going to go to you first, Chris. Has Kanye... And this is funny that this is even a question because we made these topics earlier in the week, but on Kanye's song with T.I., he even said he was in the sunken place. So uh, it actually makes this question a lot funnier. Uh, But, Chris, I'll start with you. Has Kanye West fallen into the sunken place? I mean, mean, he's just been there so many times, you know what I mean? Like, Kanye's (laughs) always, like, but the thing is that it always, I don't know what, what artists is like, like, when you look at Sam Smith or you look at different artists, like, when they go in that sunken place, like, you know, times out of ten, they come out with some good with some good music, some good stuff, you know what I mean? But, you know, Kanye's just, Kanye's just Kanye at this point. Like, I like you guys, are, we, like, we're hearing this stuff over Twitter, we seeing it, we just like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> you know, that's for me, is you know, but this is like, I mean, if Kanye's in a sunken place, he's in a sunken place. I mean, I, for my... For me, like I don't really, I don't really care. Like whatever you think about, whatever your uh, political views are, 
you know, that's just you. You know what I mean? I'm not going to let that affect me, you know, you know how I feel about your music. You know, if your music trash, then that's something different. You know, if you want to be president, political stuff, die, you go do you. But, you know, to be honest, yo, just me. Like, Kanye, I'm going to let Kanye do Kanye. If, he, if he's in a fucking place, just let him be there, you know? Like, I, I really can't say nothing more about it. Yeah, man. I mean, it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I get what Kanye always... First of all, I like to let people know this from the jump. Anytime you hear of a rapper or a singer saying or doing something outside of the normal, first thing you need to look for is, do they have a project coming? And if they do, that's usually why they're doing those stupid things. Um, yeah. To bring attention, to push numbers, and, you know, it, 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 you look at it and you go, it's crazy, but then it always pays off because you always see the streams very high because people want to hear what, what you're talking about and does it relate to the crazy things you've been tweeting over the past month. So um, a lot of times you have to pay attention to that. But as, as far as Kanye and, and w- what's going on with him and him being in the sunken place and everything, it's just one of those things where it's just like he tries to always push the culture. And I feel like music-wise, he always does. He always pushes the, the culture uh, musically. But the other stuff is just when you're like, nah, I don't think you fully grasp it. Like, you, you do know you're supporting a guy who, in the, scheme, in the grand scheme of things, could care less about what happens to, to you at all. Um, and there's just certain things that I just feel like he doesn't get. But he wants us to just buy into it. Like, just trust me. And it's like, that's not how this works. Like, nah, I'm not I'm not putting my trust in you or what Trump you or any of that. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. But you know what? Like, the thing is that I give I give artists like Kanye, like uh, Jaden Smith, like certain people just have a, a actual, like, original thought in their body. It doesn't matter how crazy it sounds. But that's the thing is, I can give him kudos. Like, yo, like, you sound crazy right now, but at least it's, like, a, your own original thought. Because most of these people, most of these artists in general, they don't have originality. They don't have their own sound. So what they do, they, they bite from Kanye or, you know, they bite from somebody else. Well, at least Kanye has, like, an original, like, original thought process, even though it's it's crazy, you know? Yeah, but it's just one of those things where it's just, like, you you've seen how Trump – how little Trump cares about our culture. And when I say our culture, I don't limit that to blacks. I limit that to Hispanics also, because I consider us one culture. Um, so you see how little he cares about our culture, but yet you're here with make America great again. You hugging Trump. Like to me, it's just like that. Nah, man, it, it's just, it, it's not a good look. And it's one of those things where it was like, my, I'm, I myself, I'm a Patriots fan. So, you know, obviously the quarterback is Tom Brady. So a lot of people are like, how can you support Tom Brady when he supports Trump? So fast forward to now, I'm asking people, how do you support Kanye when he supports Trump? And they're like, oh, you know, man. But I'm like, oh, so when it was Tom Brady, y'all had me out here looking crazy. But because it's Kanye, it's supposed to be cool, right? I, I, don't, I don't believe in that. I believe in if, if you're saying you, you shouldn't support somebody because of who they support, I always think that that's dumb because I'm not a fan of, like, a diehard fan of him. I'm a diehard fan of the team that he happens to play for. So it's just one of those things where it's like I like to separate the two. I could mm-hmm. Like, I'm still going to listen to Kanye's album, but if you think, like, <laughs> I'm here like, yeah, man, if Kanye said it, it's gold. 
Nah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't support that. But Steven, I want to go to you. Same question. You think Kanye's in the sunken place? All right, man. So being uh, a longtime fan of Kanye and someone who had to defend this man for years to come afterwards, it, it, it's it's crazy, man. Because you know, when when I saw the whole thing, I'm like, man, this guy's tripping. Right? I can't, I can't defend this. You know what I'm saying? Because I. And completely against the whole Trump, the whole that whole idea. I'm completely against it. So, and my and so I got a few questions. One is like, you know, is Kanye trolling? And if he is trolling, why does Kanye feel the need to troll? Like he's such a big artist, he doesn't have to troll. He doesn't have to do these things to be, you know, what I mean, the number one conversation on Twitter or whatever. But again, that's Kanye. And then I hear the song, which is Yay versus the People. And he's saying a few things there where I'm like, damn, man, I mean, you know, he he makes sense in what he's saying. Like, he's, he doesn't sound crazy, you know what I mean? But it's just like, ah, oh my God, I don't know. I don't even know, man. Is he in the second place? To be honest with you, I don't think so, man. I think he's a smart dude. I, I think he just, I don't, I can't even explain what Kanye is, man. He's like, he's like a, an anomaly or something like that. That's what Kanye is to me right now, like. <laughs> I'm just confused. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't well, know. You hear Ye versus the people, and he's just, like, speaking about, which is true. You know what I'm saying? Blacks don't have to necessarily go to Democrats. But my problem here is, is we're not talking about Democrats or Republicans. We're talking about Trump. You get what I'm saying? That's my well, problem. I mean, it's Trump. I don't it's, care if it's Democrats or Republicans. Well, my thing is, is the idea around it. And at the end of the day, Trump you know, he, he pushed a campaign with straight racism and bigotry. And even if you are trolling, just not the kind of trolling that, you know, I'll be acceptable with. Like, I'm, you know, I don't, I don't care how much you're trying to get people to um, to focus on your album or, oh, my God, what's going on here? Don't mess with that. Not, not when it comes to, to racism or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? I so, mean, even... Even in the sense to where he's saying not all blacks have to be Democrat, I feel like I've never seen, and this is just me speaking from a standpoint of what I've I've come in contact with, like I've never seen a struggling or broke Republican. Usually Republicans come from a stance of money because the ideals of Republicans and kind of like how they run is from a source of money. Democrats usually are for the people who don't have what the Republicans do. So when you're saying yeah. not all blacks have to be Democrats, you're right. We we don't. But I feel as though the level that Democrats are at, I mean, that Republicans are at, Democrats would love to be there, but they would change a lot about how to get there and then once you're there, what to do. So when he – like I hear that in – you know. A lot of things that I know a lot of Republicans and, and definitely Trump stand for is the whole notion of, you know, we complain too much. Like, if you worked as hard as we did, you would have what we do. And I never I never liked the idea of that. Like, you can't say I'm not hustling as much as you because you're at a point to where you made it. Like, your avenue to making it might have been easier than mine. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, if it took you 20 years to get where you're at and it takes me 50 years to get where you're at, like you can't then disrespect my hustle because I didn't get it as quick as you did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's one of those things to where it's like 
we're not afforded the same luxuries. And and by that, I don't mean to make it an excuse. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, for a certain group of people, it's easier to wake up and you have these opportunities, you have these luxuries, your dad owns the, the, the store, the building. Like, we don't come from that. We don't come from that. We come from our parents had to work eight jobs just to make sure one bill was taken care of. You know what I'm saying? Like, the struggle yeah. is different, you know? So well, I, I feel like I mean, we're, we're – go ahead. We're also talking about, like, um, you know, generational wealth. That plays a big part of it, you know what I mean? Right. Like – yeah. So, but that's, uh, I understand that's what I'm what you're saying. So, if you look I, at I'm the, the idea, of mind you, when I'm saying this, when I'm saying this, uh, I don't mean to cut you off. When when I said no, no. Uh, the whole thing about blacks don't have to be Republican or, or I mean, all Democrat. I'm saying in the uh, in the mentality of what when Kanye said it. Um, me personally, like I said, it doesn't. To me, it, it comes to a more moral standpoint, a more human type of standpoint where it's like not even about democrats or republicans it's about what's right and what's wrong you know what i'm saying and right. his but whole he... intention was to to follow through with uh you know all you know blacks don't have to be uh democrats this and that he's right you know you don't have to be but like i said a moral standpoint right or wrong this this man trump i don't care if he was a democrat he, he's a racist, you know what I'm saying? And he went all about his, his ways in a racist way. And just that itself, is, that's just what it is to me, you know? No, and so, I completely um, agree with you. My, my biggest issue with Kanye as the person, not the musician, is everything he's built his name off of, he's done the complete opposite. Like, if you listen to College Dropout and then look at Kanye's life now, he's a completely, like, he's a completely different person. And I don't mean, like, oh, he's just, like, he's grown since then. I mean, like, everything he was saying that wasn't cool to do or wasn't cool to be. The, the main it, thing yeah. he said in that, in that Gold Digger song, and when he get on, he you know, saw a white girl, and he's married to Kim Kardashian. So, like, all the things he was trying to tell us, like, when you get money because you're black, don't do this. Don't do that. And he's done the exact thing. Like, he's become, like, he's one of those guys that says don't become uh, part of the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, Which, don't by the way, the I like to, I like to clear up Go real ahead. quick for all the white audience that would join uh, this podcast to listen. Not against white people or anything. We're literally speaking right. about Kanye's standpoint. Right. I got no problem with white girls. So, you know. <laughs> nah, me neither. Me neither. I'm just saying, like, you can't say that and then turn around and do it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm not like, not like there's anything yeah, wrong with it, but. You you were strong on the stance of that. You know what I'm saying? Like Kanye, yeah. you know Kanye's starting to remind me of. And again, Kanye is the person, not as the musician. He's starting yeah. to remind me of Stacey Dash. Like we created Stacey Dash. We're the only reason Stacey Dash is has any kind of fame. And then when she got the established fame, she then lost her mind and then thought she was white. Started to 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 you know uh, reason with them. Like things were making more sense. That, that that they were saying than what we were saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Stacey Dash has, has said some crazy things about the culture that built it. And I'm just like, to mm-hmm. me, it's like, that's, that's, that's insane to me. That's insane. Um, so that's my biggest issue with Kanye. That's what it looks like he's becoming. And, you know, I don't want to go ahead and, and, and label him as that because I don't think he's, he's as lost as Stacey Dash is. Like, there's no bringing Stacey Dash out of 
whatever trance she's in. Um, but to me, I, I'm a firm believer on if, if, if we're who built you, you can't then, once you're established, just ignore the fact that you ain't get there on your own. You know what I'm saying? Like, if we, yep. didn't, if we didn't come out and support college dropout, where, where would this Kanye, that backpack rapper be, you know, now? So it's just one of those things where it's just like, I don't get that. I, I'm not really a fan of, like, the direction he's going in. I don't think he properly understands the, the true struggle and how much Trump is for continuing that struggle for us. Um, and, and also, I mean, he's looking at just the, the African-Americans. He's not paying attention to, like, the, the constant disrespect Trump gives to Hispanics, uh, yeah. you know? So it's just like I feel like his his judgment is very cloudy, and, and it's affecting him uh, as a person, and that that's when it's deep-rooted. Um, but I have a second do you think, half of this uh, question. Go ahead. Uh, real quick before you continue, do you yeah. think that, uh, mind you, remember I said that, you know, he might be trolling us, and even though he is trolling us, I'm still not cool with it just because that's not something to troll about, even though nothing's really mm-hmm. anything to troll about. I hate the whole idea of trolling. But um, all the celebrities that uh, like, uh, supposedly um, unfollowed him on uh, on social media and stuff, do you think they have anything to do with this? If he is trolling, I'm saying, do you think that they I'm were gonna say, in it? I'm you gonna know say what I'm saying? I'm going to say he's not trolling because if you listen to 444, Hove is telling us, like, he lost his mind. Like, he really lost his mind. He got on stage. What did Hove say in 444 again? He was saying, I'm trying to think of, because Kill Jay-Z was when he was saying it. He was saying how he went to Kanye uh, for a deal, and Kanye wasn't happy with the deal. So then that's when Kanye went on Twitter and was asking, like, billionaires for money to fund his yeah. album and stuff like that. And Hove was like, yo, I had the money for you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then you went on stage with bad mouthing my wife, my daughter. Then, like, you came out of your mouth saying, uh, Jay-Z, please don't have me killed. Like, he was, he was on some really crazy stuff. So I don't yeah. think he's trolling. I think this is just the, the new mindset of Kanye. Like, he's, to us, it seems like he's crazy. But to him, he seems like he's more sane than he's ever been. But to me, I don't – if this is trolling – then it's a very unique way he's doing it because Hove came out and told us, like, I still love him. And, you know, it's a conversation that has to be had between the two of us. But, yeah, man, I was, I was like, I thought the man lost his mind. You know, on stage talking about, Hove, please don't have me and my family killed. I'm just trying to say, you know, how things are. <laughs> like, that, that's insane, man. You know what I'm saying? That's so crazy. Kanye was saying at that point, Hove didn't call him to see if Kim was okay after, like, that robbery in, uh, in, in Paris. That's yeah. how separated Jay-Z was from Kanye. So I don't think this is trolling. I think this is actually what he believes. And everyone who unfollowed him, I think they thought the, the Kanye that was crazy was an act. But I think they're starting to get that this is just Kanye. So they're like, I can't be a part of this, man. Like, this is, this is crazy. Yeah, and if I'm people man. like... You're going, you're going against everything. Yeah, and if, if I'm people like John Legend or Tiana Taylor or Big Sean, it's it's really bothersome that I have to answer questions about how insane the guy is that put me on. Like, you're putting me in a difficult position. Like, I don't want to yep. have to badmouth him because he put me on, but at the same time, he's sitting here acting like the struggle we go through is, is something we create. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But I definitely don't think he's trolling because this just seemed like, the, it seemed like he's been building up 
to, to, to evolve to this point to where he's just like completely lost his mind. Jeez. So that, that, that's how I see it. But Chris, uh, how do you see it? I don't, I don't want to skip you. How, how do you see it? Um, how do I see it with, like with Kanye? I mean, listen, man, to be honest with you, what this all is, what all society is today, and it's it's throwing with racism, but it's also can't forget about the classes. You know what I mean? Like the social classes. That's what it really comes down to breakdowns about. Like once you get up there, you know, sometimes sometimes you forget where you come from. You know, so I mean, like the you know the social classes, the 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 gap difference is like huge. And the same thing with uh, whites too. Like that the 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 gap difference is huge you know from you know the middle class and the poor and the poor class and stuff like that so i mean with it, like it all like everything plays into effect with like the classes and things like that i mean it's just i don't i don't want to get into it cuz it's just like it's so much it's so so much deeper than that but you know i i just think that it's it's just all like this is all nonsense to be honest with you yeah, no, I completely agree. It, like I said, it's one of those things to where it's like he was talking about the group of people that he now surrounds himself with, but that was from the outside looking in. He's now inside looking out, and he's he now feels as though things are different, you know, now that he's inside of it. And like I said, I mean, to, to a certain degree, he may have somewhat of, of a point but to me, where I draw the line is you can't support someone who hasn't really made an effort to support you and your causes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Then he's calling out Obama saying, you know, you had eight years in the White House and you did nothing for Chicago. And I'm like, you do get he's president of the United States, not president of Chicago. So if he wasn't able not to even stop that, but violence. Not ahead. even that, but he, he also did, Obama did, uh, um, it was uh, a... I think it's called the Brothers Keeper, uh, like a foundation or whatever he did for uh, Chicago, and and right. Trump and, uh, Trump erased that on like his first date, you know what I mean? So Trump was looking to erase like a, anything Obama did. So I mean, there's there's a lot that Kanye is like blurting, not blurting out, but erasing out that Trump does negatively, and he's trying to shine on the very few things that he feels as though Trump does well. And it's like, I mean, that that's cool. Everyone does that. Like, if you have an idol, you'll ignore. Like, someone told me that I should be ashamed of myself because I'm a fan of Chris Brown. And I'm like, well, I'm a fan of his music. Yeah, but, but he hits women and does this. And I'm like, we forget. Michael Jackson was went, to, went on trial for some of the most craziest things. But people still moonwalking and hee-heeing. So I'm like, all right, so we pick and choose when it's cool to support people. You know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm not yeah. a fan of that. I'm, I'm, I've always been a fan of I can separate the two. I can listen to his music, but if you think I'm about to go hang out with, with, with Michael Jackson for an afternoon, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, so if, if I'll listen to College Dropout any day, but if you think I'm about to go sit down and chill with Kanye for an afternoon, no. So to me, it's like if you're able to separate the two, and I get that's hard for a lot of people, and that's fine. But I feel as though you shouldn't then judge somebody who is able to to separate the two. Like I separate the person I think from I'll me. Still, I think I'll still do a little sit down with Kanye, mm-hmm. only because I want to know what the hell he's thinking, man. If I get that out. See, to me, to me, I like conversations to where two people can sit down and possibly learn something 
from each other. If I know you're stuck on your ways and I'm stuck on, on what I believe, that conversation is never going anywhere. So, yeah. I mean, it depends on, it depends on if me or, or him would have an open mind heading into that conversation. But if he's going into that conversation planning only to tell me how great Trump is and I'm heading into that conversation only to tell him how horrible he is, we're never learning anything from each other. So it, it'll go nowhere. So to me, I that, am that Walt really Disney. depends on my conversation. <laughs> I'm Walt Disney in the flesh. You guys, <laughs> you guys heard what Jay Cole said, right? What, what, what did Cole say? Um, I don't know if it's a song. It's Be Free, and he did like this extra verse to it. And then he said, um, you know, you know, like, you know, in terms of Obama being off, he hadn't seen any, but, you know, the thing is that they they like they gave him the ship and then tell tell him it was sinking. You know what I mean? So oh yeah yeah yeah. The, the like they, they is, put yeah, a so brother on uh they put a brother on uh in the office, but they didn't tell him the ship was sinking. So it's like yeah he he's got the job, but you know what I mean things things are going downhill and he's pretty much the one to blame. You know that's who's yeah, the yeah. finger. Exactly. Yeah. So the thing is that it's the same thing with like for right now like. <laughs> You know, just to end this all this political thing off, um, the whole thing now is that you know whoever is in that hot seat in, in the in the White House, bro, that it's it's the hot seat regardless of who you are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Trump just he just magnified it like just like ten times more. But whoever's on that hot seat is in that hot seat. You know, and and the thing is that the 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 main reason why Trump is being criticized is just for the things he says. You know what I mean? But you know, if you're in that hot seat, you're in that hot seat, regardless of your black, but, white. I mean, even even the stuff that he's done too, man. I mean, bro, just think. I I always just like to think of how far would Obama have gotten if he did exactly the same things that Trump, you know, were even being not, not even. Let's say he did it. Let's say he didn't do it. I mean, who knows at the end of the day? But even if Obama mm-hmm. was accused of these things, that man would have been. Destroyed, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, just accused on 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 groping women or 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 yeah, making I mean, fun of like this, uh, you know, like special people. Like, come on, man, you know. My biggest issue with wild. Trump isn't necessarily what he says; it's the fact that he believes what he's saying. Because a lot of people just say things to grab headlines, grab attention, or to push someone else's agenda. He truly believes what he's saying, and it's just like. I don't think you're hearing yourself because if you are and you still believe those things, you're insane. Like you're crazy, you know, yep. but nah. I mean, it's one of those things, it's one of those things to where it's just like, if someone's like, if, if Kanye was just saying this just to troll, like we were saying before, I mean, it's not cool, but w- whatever, you're, you're trying to push a project. You're trying to get publicity any way you can. But the fact that he believes and stands wholeheartedly on what he's saying is what makes it sound so much crazier. Because it's like, if you truly believe that, that is a problem. Um, But I do want to ask you guys, before we move on from this Kanye talk, um, I want to ask you guys your full thoughts on, we got a new track uh, to let the audience know from Kanye in the the midst of all this chaos that he's been sparking um, called Ye Vers, was it everybody or Ye Vers the People? Uh, Yay versus the people featuring T.I. Yay versus the people. Um, and pretty much what the song was, it was like an old school feel of Styles P and, and Jada Kiss, how they would just rap back and forth to each other. Um, Kanye was spending 
his stance on everything he's been saying, and T.I. was speaking for the, the people, like how we feel about the crazy stuff that he's saying. So, Steve, I want to start with you. What were your thoughts on T.I.'s point of view of how he felt about everything um, Kanye was saying and doing? Do, do you side with, with T.I. On, on that song, or, or, or are you siding with Kanye? Oh, absolutely, man. I, of course I uh, I side with T.I. on that. I mean, that was the whole point, you know. He's pretty much given uh, the idea of what we're thinking. But to Kanye's defense, man, that's where, like, I'm always getting, like, Kanye's just a tricky dude, man, because because I understood a lot of the the things Kanye was saying. You get what I'm saying? That was a dope track, by the way. Um, Got to give that, that track its due, you know, Love and appreciation because that was a dope track. Ti was there with his intellectual, super crazy advanced words he liked to throw in there. You know what I mean? Um, and then Kanye was, you know, he sounded like pretty much kind of throwback Kanye. But I, I wish I could put up the lyrics right now. But that I was Here, really excited with Ti, but Kanye really was pulling me in on a few things, man. And and you know, it's not like he, that's what I'm saying. Like I don't think he's stupid. You get what I'm saying? Right, I agree. Well, I, I don't think Kanye's stupid at all. I think he's misguided. Um, I mean, when he's saying he's wearing the hat to, uh, you know, to change the meaning of it, the first thing I thought was, because I'm kind of from, I don't want to say from, but I lived in Virginia for like 12 years. And I know the people down there completely believe in a Confederate flag. But the thing is, some people believe in, uh, it for the racism aspect, and some people believe in it for the war aspect. But what we try to tell the people that believe in it for the war aspect is those people that fought for that flag were fighting so that black people would not be able to be free. So you have yeah. to understand it's really hard to be okay with you wanting to put it in your front yard or you wanting it to be Virginia's national flag. Like you have to understand there's a lot of that it just wouldn't sit right with us. So when Kanye's yeah. saying, I took the Make America uh, Great Again hat and I tried to flip its meaning, no, it has one pure meaning, and that is to bring America back to a point to where a certain, per- a certain kind of people were above a- another kind of people. Um, but then you have people that try to say that's not what the hat means. I get it, but, you know, it's one of those things to where it's like, it's subjective depending on the the person. Like you can't tell me that I can't be offended by something. Um, yeah. So it's but like, then again, it also goes. To... It also goes. I don't mean to cut you real quick. I just want to throw it no, in. Right. So um, I want to throw this in so maybe we can tie up a little bit with the the whole hat and its meaning, right? And the reason, like I said, I could understand Kanye's uh, side of things when he's rapping and telling you, you know, his opinions, was because it's like the N word kind of. You get what I'm saying? Like how hip-hop flipped the N-word to make in a more brotherly love kind of meaning and not a negative racial meaning. You get what I'm saying? So when he said about how he, he tried to flip the word uh, the hat around, I can understand that because I put it in the same kind of like idea with the N-word. But then again, you know what I mean? It's not like he's been wearing this hat for a long time. Like he literally just started rocking his hat which is why I'm kind of, like, just confused because it's like, is he trolling? This, you know what I mean? Like, if he was rocking this hat from as soon as it came out, and he's like, this doesn't mean this. This is what it means now. It means everyone's equal. Make America great again. I don't even know what make America great again means because I don't even – I think we're the greatest 
we've ever been, to be honest with you, if you really think about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, how how were we even, you know what I'm saying? It's confusing. What's, that, that's what confuses me at the end of the day. I feel like he's trying to make everybody like, yo, this, is, this hat means good for everybody. But then again, America is the best it's been now, and it's still bad. You know what I'm saying? Because if you take it well, 20 years from now, it's... people are still, there were probably even more racist. You take it 20, 20 more years before then, even more racist. So, I mean, like, what's, you know what I mean? Like, what's make America great again? Right. And, and I, I, think that's, that? I think that's, that's the thing that's most confusing um, is there is no true definition of make America great again because it's like it, it's subjective. What, what do you mean make it great again? Like, what aspects are you trying to make great? So, I mean, a, a lot of people took it as, you know, what I was saying in, in, a, in an offensive manner. Um, so it's like, what, what are we making it, like, what are we bringing it back to? Um, and that's, that's a question that's never been answered, uh, especially by the guy who created Make America Great Again. Trump never explained what, what that's supposed to mean. So when Kanye's saying, I want to take it and flip it, that means you already think that its natural meaning is is offensive. Because if you want to take it and flip it, that means you, you think it's already bad. So that's yeah. why I said he's he's very misguided. Because if you're supporting someone who is trying to say make America great again, but what he means by it is a time where things were simpler, where we had all the power, you guys weren't really able to do anything. Like if that's what you think he means, how are you supporting him? <laughs> you know? So that's why I said yeah. – He's just misguided. Like he's, I feel like he tries to be this earth-shattering, mind-boggling kind of like 31st-century genius. But in yeah. the in the the scramble of being that genius, there's a few steps you you kind of skip over, and those are very important steps. So it's okay to try to be this futuristic, free-thinking kind of guy, but it's like that free-thinking has to somewhat make sense. And if you're saying yeah. make America great again is offensive and you want to flip it and make it positive, that means you think what he's saying now is offensive, so why are you supporting him? That's what I'm trying to say. Yep. That's what doesn't make any sense to me. Well, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, like I said, I, I can understand the idea on flipping something negative and making it positive, but you are correct in the sense that, you know, it just doesn't make any sense. It's like there's like holes in the idea. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's my biggest issue. Um, but Chris, excuse me. Before we go into our whole another topic, um, do you side with Ti? Do you side with Kanye in that yay versus the people? Um, I mean, I have to pick a side. I'm gonna have to, you know, pick Ti. But you know, that whole song was just, you know. I mean, it, Kanye was explaining himself, and you could just see, like, the same thing you guys are talking about. Kanye is, like, misguided, you know what I mean? But, like I said before, like, it's like his original thought, you know what I mean? Like, he, this is him explaining himself, you know, why he says the things he says, you know, regardless of how ludicrous or crazy it is, you know what I mean? It's like, all right, yo, let me give you the, let me give you a look inside, like, what's going on in my head, which, you know, nobody really wants to be there, because I don't want to be there, but, um... <laughs> He's a nut, but um, but you know that whole, you know that whole that whole song it was like it was really good. Like I'm I'm I was just sitting just vibing to it, you know. I was just like, yo, like yeah, both of these guys are just spitting facts. You know what I mean? Like just just for just because your know, Kanye's just spitting like how he feels and 
you know, you can just, you know, TIs like representing us, like how we, like how we feel, you know, and it just brings us, you know, it just brings us back, you know, it's just like, you know, I, like I, it was good to hear another, another track from Kanye again. You know what I mean? Like it was good yeah. to hear another track from him. So it's just like, you know, I'm just waiting to see like what type of music he's going to, like he's going to put out and what, and how he's going to produce these other, these other artists, uh, you know, you know, projects. Like I just, I'm just waiting to see that, like all that other, all that other stuff, man. Like, like I, don't, I don't feed into the BS. Listen, yo, if you going you, you going to listen, you going to put out this music, let's hear it. Let's hear what you got to, let's hear what you want to put out to the world. Let's see what you want to show to the world. That's it for me. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you, man. I will say the track reminded me a lot of uh, Big Brother. Uh, you know, mm. Big's brother, you know, my Big's brother was Big's brother. Like, it reminded me of that feel. So that's kind of what I, 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 I was kind of leaning on when I first heard it. But it was still like Kanye was a thousand percent wrong on what, <laughs> what he was trying to get us to understand, in, in my opinion. I don't want to speak for you guys. In my opinion, I was just like, I, I, I get it, Kanye. I get what you're trying to say, but nah, I, I, I'm side with you, man. All right, it looks like we got Gerald on. Hold on. Gerald. Gerald. Is he there? Gerald. Yep, we Yo. can hear you. Yo. You're late. All right, so before, yeah, it's super late. But before we, um, before we move forward, Gerald, I want to ask you two questions to get your thoughts on our first topic. Uh, one... Um, do you think Kanye has fallen into the sunken place and do you still support him and his music? And the second question is, um, if you heard that yay versus the people, do you support Kanye's side or um, T.I.'s side? Uh, so first question, um, I will always be a Kanye fan. I think the power of prayer really works. And I think uh, if you're a real Kanye fan, you would, you know, basically be by his side in his time because every icon eventually falls. So, and every star eventually goes dark. And it's right now, as a real Kanye fan, it's like a, a darkest hour for Kanye right now. So, best thing we can do is just keep uplifting him. You know, I will, like I said, I'll always be a Kanye fan. And to answer your second question, I haven't listened to the new song yet, so I can't really give my opinion on it, but I got to listen to it. I've just been so busy the last couple of days since it released. So, but next week, if you ask me the question again, I'll, I'll, I've had listened to it already. I can give you an honest opinion. All right. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand. I'm going to say this because I heard a lot of people say what what you just said uh, at the beginning, Gerald. Um, It's kind of dangerous to have that mindset to where it's like you want to support someone through doing something crazy. Like, we have to let him know that it's crazy, you know, because, like, that's like saying, all right, my kid's misbehaving. I'm going to just pray that he stops misbehaving and, and you know, just try to guide him uh, with, with love through the situation. That's not always going to work. You got to kind of make sure that that person knows, like, nah, you can't be out here doing that. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like Kanye feels super comfortable doing it, because he knows at the end of the day, we're just still going to buy his music. We're still going to buy his, his all plain white T-shirts that he's going to charge us $800 for. So, like, he just there is no, you know, actual cause for him to be concerned about 
how he might be poisoning the, the minds of some people with the crazy things that he says. So I think, although, you know, like I said, uh, you weren't here, Joe, but I'll always listen to Kanye's music because I separated him. I separate him from his music. Um, same way I do Chris Brown. I, I just separate the two. Um, so I'll never tell someone like, hey, don't listen to Kanye's music. You hear the crazy stuff he's saying? Nah, you can listen to his music as long as you know what he's saying is <laughs> is maybe not 100% um, you know, the, the right thing. So to me, I, I agree with you in the sense of because he's like crazy doesn't mean you just go, I hate Kanye, that's it. I want nothing more to do with him. I'm just saying it's healthy to push the conversation so people understand. You can be a fan of his, but you do kind of have to understand, you know, he might not have your best interest at heart. He's thinking from someone who's on a whole different level than we are. Uh, and I think that's just the, one of the biggest things we have to kind of pay attention to. And, um, you know, I think that's kind of like where he sees us. That's why he's like, all right, I, I can say the craziest of things, and I know Jawan and Gerald is still buying my album day one. You know what I'm saying? As soon as it comes out. So that that's my biggest thing. That's why I think it's dangerous to just go, no, nah, I'm going to just keep supporting them, man. You know, do you. Keep keep, keep it flowing. I'm going to pray for you. But, you know, still here for you, man. Ah, it's a little dangerous. A little dangerous. We got to make sure he knows it's, it, ain't, it ain't cool, man. Like, don't be wearing no Make America Great Again hats out here. That's true. That's, that's, that's all I say. We just got to, we got to, Keep the conversation going and don't just kind of sweep it under the rug because we love Kanye. Like, nah, man. When he said, I miss the old Kanye, I was like, yes, yes, I do. I miss backpack with, with the eight different uh, polo shirts. That, that's what I miss. That was a more simpler Kanye. Um, but, uh, but all right, let's, let's move on. Now that we got Gerald here, this is a, a topic Gerald wanted. So I'll let Gerald kind of somewhat introduce it. You were bringing up Nicki Minaj had made, like, had hit some kind of record with her two new singles, I believe it was. Um, so I'll kind of let you talk a little bit about that, Gerald. Oh, wait. Is that Gerald? Hold on. Uh, oh, wait. Hold on. I hit the wrong button. All right. I muted Gerald. Um, so pretty much what Gerald was trying to say is Nicki Minaj had done something that no one else uh, has done as far as her two new singles that I thought were okay. Um, charting as high as they did. Um, so he wanted to bring up the question of who is the greatest female MC ever? Um, so instead of us making a list of great MCs, I'd rather just go around and have everyone talk about who they think is the best MC ever. Um, so Steven, because I'm really female curious on who you're going to go with. Huh? You talking, you talking female or, or just MC? You said female, right? Yeah, female. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, I'm sorry, man. I uh, I'm going to have to uh, decline on this one. Um, I I don't really have a, a favorite female artist. Actually, you know what? I'll give you my favorite female artist. I I have one. Mm-hmm. I don't consider her a rapper because uh, I feel like she's done more than rapping. But I would say Lauren Hill, to be honest with you. Actually, you know what? Um, that that's a perfect pick because what people tend to not. Uh, know about Lauren Hill is that she could rap. <laughs> Lauren Hill could. Oh yeah, no, rap she could. And I mean, even in like uh, the mystification of um, of Lauren Hill. I mean, she's rapping a lot of the tracks. The reason I consider her a, a, a just a full-on rapper, I just feel that she just was very versatile. You know, what I mean, obviously with the singing, right. the X Factor. I mean, like 
she I just con- I consider her way more than let's see say like a little Kim or something like that. You know what I'm saying? I feel like yeah. I feel like as a female artist, she one she was amazing, two she she set the bar so high, and three is very sad the way things have gotten throughout the years. When you look at someone like Lauren Hill and then you look at how these artists are these days, even though I like Cardi B and 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 some of these cats, but it's just sad how in these days, especially for women, it's like the sex appeal thing is the thing that's got to catch first. You know what I mean? So that's the way they go about it. It's the whole sex appeal. That's, they're all just dressing all crazy. And, you know what I mean? Lauren Hill didn't have to do none of that. You know what I mean? She could just wear a big-ass sweater, and that's it, man. And she would just come at you with her vocals. It was over. But, yeah. Um, so I'd definitely go with Lauren Hill on that one. Yeah, and that that definitely is is a great uh pick to go with. That that she's definitely in my top five. I'd even stress top three. Um, Lauren Hill could do stuff not many have been able to duplicate since. Um, Chris, I'll go with you. What female MC are you going with? Female MC for me. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm gonna have to do the same thing. I mean, it's just Lauren Hill because she just did. But she just did so much. I mean, the thing is that if it wasn't for Lauren Hill, like there wouldn't like like Nikki like it wouldn't like like I'm telling you like it wouldn't really like she kind of like set the bar for me in my in my opinion she set the bar like very high, you know, um, you know, and then people forgetting about like you know like Lisa Lopez you know different you know Lisa Lopez uh. I think uh, Queen Latifah was rapping for a little bit. Who else was rapping? You know, Missy, Missy Elliott. Nice. Oh. Missy MC Elliott. Light. So, MC Light. MC Lady Light. Exactly. Like, but the thing is, I just felt like Lauren Hill, it was just, she was MC, but it was like, it just, it was just, it was, she just made something different. Like, you know what I mean? She just, it was just different. Like, her music was just different than any, like, than anybody else's. Like, like she set, she set herself apart you know, from a lot of, like, uh, female MCs, you know, but, you know, now a lot of female MCs nowadays, they're, what they're, what they, um, what they model, you know, you know, their, their flow, their style off of what Steve, uh, what, uh, Steve was saying about, you know, sex appeal, like, Lil' Kim, like, everybody's sex appeal, sex appeal, sex appeal, like, that's all it's about, but Lauren, Lauren Hill just did something totally different, and she just made it, she just killed it, singing, Rapping, it's ridiculous, man. Lauren Hill is my favorite. I think these days, man, people, like, really don't look at the impact that that some of these cats are having. I mean, like, even if right. you like, take it back, even if you take it to, like, I saw this earlier, actually, in social media. It was uh, Instagram. Um, even that girl, uh, Bad Bobby or whatever her name is, obviously, that cornball, you know what I'm talking about. The Catch Me Outside girl? She's trash. Yeah. You know, she, yeah, you know she's a rapper, right? I don't know that. That one track was was pretty dope. I ain't gonna front. I, I was liking that one track. <laughs> but but I'm not even gonna dwell into that. One with, with, uh, the one with Lil Yachty, Gucci Flip. Yeah, but I, I, I wasn't even gonna dwell into that. Uh, what oh, I was gonna dwell into go was her. No, what, what I was gonna say was she's 15, by the way. Just letting you know. And so what I saw on Instagram is her in like I guess like doing one of her shows. She's twerking, bro. Like <laughs> she's twerking. You know what I mean? For the crowd. I'm like, man, she's 15 years old. And this is all things that, you know what I mean, that I blame, you know, today's time and how things go. With like, I don't blame her for being how retarded she is. I blame 
the people before her who set this example of this whole, you know, sex thing or whatever, Nicki Minaj, all these characters, and, and look at now. I mean, even Lil' Kim, I'm sorry, even though she's, you would consider her a legend, I would say, in the female category, but I blame it all on even from just back then. I mean, this girl's 15 years old, and she's there twerking for a crowd. You know what I mean? Like, that's crazy. And it See, I don't... in the crowd, too. I'm sure it's not all little kids. You know what I'm saying? You got to have some right. some grown people in there, at least. You know what I mean? And you got a 15-year-old girl twerking on for you guys. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's crazy. I actually... Actually, I don't. I don't blame Lil Kim. I, I don't even blame the ladies in that aspect. Uh, we have to remember back in in the day when Lil Kim around that time, the Lil Kim, Foxy Brown, uh, all of them were rapping. We got to remember, people weren't really trying to hear women rap in the '90s. They, they didn't really care about what. I mean, Queen Latifah was fully clothed, and I don't recall people giving her the credit that she deserved as a rapper or Lady of Rage. Um, what about what is no, no, Missy Elliott came in the 2000s. That was when Missy really blew, was in the 2000s. And it wasn't, it wasn't like, uh, I feel like Foxy Brown, uh, Lil' Kim, they made, they made it to where you had to listen to what they were saying um, because they were spitting. They were spitting like all about the Benjamins. I could even, I could argue Lil' Kim had the best verse on that song. I could argue that. I could argue that. All right, so Same if thing, you would take it there and you would take it about, you know, who to blame, but then again, it it goes back to even Lauren Hill. Like Lauren Hill didn't have to do none of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. But what I'm saying is she was part of the Fugees. But at that time, Lauren Hill, people were talking more about her singing ability and less about the the idea that she could she could get on a track with dudes and go bar for bar. What I'm saying yeah. is it was that time no one was really caring about women rapping. They just weren't. Like all right, you can sing, cool. That's dope. You're like Mary J. Blige, cool, get on, the, get on the track and sing. Like Lauryn Hill, Lady of Rage, like they was like, nah, I want to get on this track and spit. And that, there wasn't really a market for that. No one, no one really cared about that um, mm. around that time. So it was one of those things where it's like, how could Lil' Kim get someone, like how could she get her foot in the door? I know. I have to look sexy, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, she's beautiful. Then as they're, as they're paying attention to that, I can borrow them. Even if they're not listening to my bars, you know what they're doing? They're not listening to my music. Why? So they can see me. Was, was it you know what I'm saying? Or was it look slutty? You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I hate, hate to use that word because it's an ugly word. I hate to use that word because it's an ugly word, but it, it's tough, man. It's tough that it should go through my head. We're, we're talking about women like Missy Elliott, Lauren Hill, even like women that weren't even hip-hop, like Selena which is part of the culture, too, even though, like, I don't even listen to her music or ever did, but she was part of the culture. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Or even J-Lo. You know what I'm saying? J-Lo. Um, what you call it? What's a old girl from, um, she was with, uh, with Murder, Inc. Uh, name stuck in my head. Ashanti. See, you can't, Ashanti. You can't compare like, you can't compare Ashanti or, or J-Lo, because J-Lo started off as a dancer that wasn't doing prayer dance, that wasn't doing prayer dances. You know what I'm saying? And Ashanti was definitely used as a sex symbol in Murder Inc. That was that was one of the the, the biggest the biggest things they were using to push Ashanti. So all I'm saying what is she this is what she absolutely. Oh I'll say this: hip hop is definitely a male driven industry, male driven, which means you have That's to true. then cater, unfortunately, to what men want. And unfortunately, there was a time 
men weren't checking to hear women rap. They just weren't. You know what I'm saying? We're in a different yeah. time now, and I have no excuse for why people have to twerk in 2018 when you could fart in, in, on YouTube and, and be famous from that. You don't really have to be half naked to, to, to fart. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I yeah. don't get that. But, you know, I can't blame the people that came before because their times were different. He had to do that just to get someone to go, who are you? Oh, you rap? I didn't even know. It's like, yeah, I've been, I've been coming I mean, to this like, club, I, like every day rapping. What do you mean? You know, I rap. I get you know what I'm you're saying? saying. Like, you know, you can't blame them because of the fact that the times were different. But it still doesn't, doesn't change the fact that, you know, they were the ones to, to make the, the moves that they made. You get what I'm saying? Right. But like, what I'm I get, saying I get what you're saying. They did was, what they had to do to, to, to excel. Right. But if you look at a girl like uh, Bad Bobby or whatever, and you ask her influence, She's going to tell you uh, Nicki Minaj, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, Cardi B, and, and, and even the throwbacks, you know what I mean? That's what she's going to say. I'll say this. With Nicki Minaj, before Monster, be honest with me, Stephen, before Monster, who who mainstream do you think was really checking for, for Nicki Minaj? Before Monster? I don't know, man. I think Nicki Minaj had a good uh, run before Monster. You know no, what I mean? I think Monster she, was, she was killing him. Monster and was, then a few mixed no, 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 no one. You know what you can compare it to? Everyone that that is on Cardi B right now because of uh, uh, you know that that hit that she had last summer. Everyone yeah. is like, "Yo, I can't believe she just started making music. She just started." Cardi B has like five mixtapes, but no one yeah, cared about. That. No Facts. one cared about that. That was the same thing with Nicki Minaj. No one cared that she had like eight mixtapes. It wasn't until they saw the new and improved Nicki Minaj. That, that had full everything. She was on covers posing like Lil' Kim did back in the day. And then they were like, yeah. yo, so who's this? And then Lil' Wayne co-signed her. She hopped on that Kanye track. Rest was history. Now people are paying attention to Nicki Minaj, the musician, not Nicki Minaj, the body. So what I'm saying is, unfortunately, we're in a society to where women, unfortunately, uh, like around Nicki Minaj's time still, that was like maybe 10 years ago, had to do that just to get people to go, oh, you rap? Oh, I, I wasn't even paying attention. Like, I, I didn't even know. Now that I can see you, cool, what do you do again? So what I'm saying is I don't blame people for the situations they were forced in because I believe if Lil' Kim could be fully clothed and go out there and rap and still make all the money and get all the fame that, that, that she had, I'm pretty sure she would prefer to do that. I'm pretty sure she'd wake up one day and was like, you know what, i just like to be half naked just to be ha-. You know what I'm saying? So – I think yeah. the situation forced them to do it. But if they could change it and get the same money, same success, being fully clothed, I think they would go that route. But unfortunately, we're in an industry to where they don't really, you know what I'm saying, they don't really allow that. No, you dominated. have to be. Exactly. So that, to me, is the problem. But I get the point you're making that it had a, a lasting effect through generations. People are still thinking they need to be twerking or half-naked uh, for someone to pay attention to them. And it's like all these female rappers didn't do that to open the door for you to still do that. What did Hove say? Hove did that. So hopefully y'all wouldn't have to go through that. You know what I'm That's saying? True. So I, I, I do see where you're coming from. But, again, I can't blame someone who was put in a position to where they had to do it only one way. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. Um, I can agree with you on that. But as far as uh, who I would pick as, as my favorite MC, um, I'm going with somebody that a lot of people 
sleep on and forget can can rap with the best of them. And that's the brat. People forget that the brat can rap. A lot of people are like, who's the brat? Go look up when Jermaine Dupree was taking over the very early 2000s. He had a squad. Bow Wow was, was hot out here at nine. He had the brat. Uh, he's in, I think, uh, help start them franchise boys. Like, Jermaine Dupree was, was definitely hot out here around that mm-hmm. time back then. But the brat has bars. Like, the brat could easily outwrap all, all, all the female MCs that's in the game right now. Right now, she could easily outwrap any of them. Uh, and, and I feel like I needed to, to put her out there because a lot of people forget. <laughs> Just like a lot of people yeah, go, listen, you know, man. because well, 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 when we put these categories on best female or best artist or best, you know, whatever, do we add not only the technical skills, but are we also adding the catalog and, and the, um, See, I don't, you know, the records? I don't like to add... I don't like to add the catalogs and records only because at that point, if you do that, Drake would be the, the greatest MC and Nicki Minaj would be right after him, you know? And I don't yeah, like that true. because they're in a time to where you don't have to rap. You could make a pop track uh, that has like one or two bars on it and people are calling that a hip hop track. And it's like, yeah. no, that, that <laughs> that's, that's not true. That's not a hip hop track. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think it's, it's a little unfair. That's just like, I don't like when people say Nicki Minaj is better than Lil' Kim because she sold more. Do you know how easy it is to sell records in this climate? Lil' yeah, Kim no, has, Lil Kim, think about what Lil' Kim had to go up against. Hole, Nas, Biggie, uh, Styles P, uh, Kiss, uh, pretty much the whole lot. Like, she had to go up against the biggest and the best in the game. Method Man. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, Lil' Kim at that time, she couldn't put out a song and have people, you know, click on it once or twice, and that count is, like, streams and down. Like, she didn't have the technology that Lil' Kim and them have. And I'm not saying Lil' Kim is, like, trash or anything, but it's like yeah. you can't really compare that because the times were different. The times were no, different. Because I'm sure if Biggie had technology back then, his numbers would have been insane. Pop's numbers would have been insane. You had the whole East Coast riding with Biggie, the whole West Coast riding with Pop. You know how much money that is? So to me, I don't, yep. I don't like to add that. I, I really don't like to add that because it's not fair. Now, if you're adding two of the same people from the same time, then that's fine. We can go catalog for catalog. But I feel like if you're adding two different times, like I can't say MC Light versus Nicki Minaj. All right, let's, let's compare numbers. What? <laughs> well, the numbers are definitely going to tip towards Nicki Minaj. So that's yeah, why I don't no. like to bring that in. But if you want to do, like, Nicki Minaj versus Cardi B in, like, a year from now, maybe, you know, that might be something you could do. Because I do truly believe that Nicki Minaj goes through the same issue I have with Drake. So where it's like, I can rap, but why rap when I can just sing on a track and make millions from downloads and, and ads? So that, that that, to me, is why those two always bother me. But let me see if Gerald has calmed down his ba- background noise to see if he wants to chime in. <laughs> Gerald, you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, no background noise? Everyone, everything, everything's nah. good? All right, everything's cool. Everything's good, bro. So I, I know you've been listening, so so chime in. Go ahead. Uh, so you want me to give you my, my favorite uh, female MC? 
Yeah, I want you to give me your favorite, and then if you had anything to say about what, what me and Steven were just talking about, definitely you can you can bring that up. <laughs> um, well, to go about what you said about uh, Missy Elliott, like, I mean, she was popping in the 90s, though. Like, come on, dude. Like, first of all, her, one of her albums, Hold on, let me see. Like, because I I was like doing my research on on my famous uh, MC, and you ever heard of Missy Elliott's? Uh, I think one of her first albums that she dropped in '97 that was featuring a lot of Busta Rhymes' uh, Super Duper Fly. Like, yeah, but the, the reason I didn't I didn't the reason I didn't count that album is because it was '97. It was heading into the 2000s. Lil Kim was like the the beginning of the '90s in the mid-90s when it was ruled by, like, Pac, Biggie, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, her, the, the level of, of what she had to do was different, and it kind of helped then shed a light on females that were out here rapping, you know, like, actually just rapping, not singing, not doing poetry, just rapping. So it kind of made it different. Mm-hmm. And plus, Missy Elliott cornered the, the market on, like, she was very unique in how she went about everything choreography, design, uh, you know, videos, stuff like that. Stuff that other MCs that were females weren't really even remotely thinking about. But I, I do get what you're trying to say. All right, well, my, my favorite MC got to go hands down to the queen, Queen Latifah, for the simple fact okay. that she was, rocking, she was rocking the 80s, 90s, and the 2000s. So she had, like, three different decades of doing, you know, what she, you know, she does. And on top of that, she, I think she was the first female MC to get her own show, which she starred in for five, sing, uh, five seasons, which was Living Single. Also, she had a recurring role on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Then after that, after, you know, I think Fox canceled her show after the fifth season, she went on to become like a, a big movie star with like movies back to back to back. So I mean, she to me like she was the definition of she didn't have to do what you know little Kim and Nikki had to do like she didn't have to like basically drop her pants and stuff like not to say that they slept to the top but she didn't have to take half naked pictures to sell albums and stuff like that she was a raw MC she went up with the likes of she did go up against Biggie and Tupac and you know Hove with some of her albums and then. Even the 80s album, she went up with, you know, Ice Cube, uh, KRS-One, Common. So she, she got even Nas, like, you know, Jay-Z when he started off in the 90s. So she went up against real raw hip-hop, and she thrived. And still to this day, she paved the road for Cardi B. And the thing that makes me angry about Cardi B is I wouldn't consider her MC for the simple fact she got a ghostwriter. Like, her ghostwriter gave her some of the most basic lyrics, and yet her album went platinum within, Hold what, on. 24 hours of dropping? So, Hold on, I mean, Hold uh, on. I believe um, you, started, you started your introduction on this show by saying you support Kanye West, and you're praying for him, right? Yeah. Kanye West definitely had right. <laughs> I'm not saying, uh, but, but, okay. okay, hold on. Before we before we get a little further into that, real quick, uh, Gerald, about um about Cardi B, 
Um, shit, damn it. Oh, damn it, guys. Come on, man. He threw me off. I had it. I had it. I had it. I'll get back to it. Let me just finish my thought, and then you guys can just give me everything you guys got. Reason why, I understand Kanye had writers. I do. But Kanye writers, they didn't write his, old, his whole album. Kanye wrote songs here and there, and then some of his writers came with him, and some other, you know, hip-hop artists came with him, you know, to him with songs. The thing with Cardi B is her whole ghostwriter wrote the whole album. So, I mean, but the thing is... Is that was, a fact? Is Nikki that a fact, per- though? I don't think that's a fact. I don't think that's a fact. That's what I'm okay. saying. Exactly. You got to go to, go to her mixtapes, bro. You got to go to her mixtapes. Like, I, she was rapping I on her mixtapes. Listen to the interview from when uh, Frontmaster Flex dropped. I think he posted it on his Facebook. Just listen to that. So, like, uh, what I was saying, um, like, well, what, what did she say? Are, so, um, it's I gotta look it up because I, I just recently reposted it on uh, Facebook. But um, huh. the thing with Cardi B and and versus Nicki, Nicki really doesn't have to prove anything for the simple fact. She's comfortable right now. When, when she first started dropping her mixtapes and she got signed and went like, you know, I, I say mainstream and commercial, that's when she had to go hard. But now that the fact that I believe every person has their replacement, like uh, Eddie Murphy replacement was Cat Williams and, you know, Cat Williams edit, uh, replacement was Kevin Hart and Kevin Hart is still going strong. So, I mean, eventually Kevin Hart's replacement is going to start coming up. So, Cardi B right now, the reason why she's driving and pushing out these hits and, you know, she's not going on tour due to her pregnancy, but she's, to me, she's like Nicki Minaj's replacement. Eventually, Nicki Minaj, even though she's still going to be making hits, she's not going to be at, like, basically that glimmer of, like, sunshine, like the way people used to see her back in the day. It's going to be, it's, it's Cardi B's 15 minutes, if you can get what I'm saying. But to go back to, you know, my MC, like, Queen Latifah did everything. Queen Latifah was the first female artist to get her own TV show, like I said. Uh, she had recurring roles on uh, TV shows. You know, she dropped 11 albums. She even got a, a, a Best of Queen Latifah album, which did great. And, you know, she's still going strong. And even to this day, she got movies dropping and got her own talk show host. And I think she's going up against Steve Harvey. So, a hand, to me, this is just my opinion, hands down, Queen Latifah will go down in history as one of the greatest female MCs to actually do it all, like from rapping, acting. And she even, I think she even got a couple of um, singing albums out. And she's also um, starring in uh, Empire. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this TV show Empire, but she's starring in an uh, Empire spinoff called Star. So she's doing it all. So I don't think the future can honestly top what she's doing. Like, I don't think, you know, even though Nicki Minaj has been in a movie here and there, but I don't think Nicki Minaj and Cardi B can hold a candle to what um, Queen Latifah has laid down. So, but you guys can go ahead, give you guys thoughts on everything I just said. I'm ready for it. You you can go ahead, Steve. I don't take no, I, I couldn't get back to what I was going to get with on that. But, uh, you know, uh, I don't uh, dispute your um, 
your choice there. But also, okay. while we in this topic, and before we go to the next one, let's give a shout out to Rap City because I don't think she's appreciated or mentioned that much, and uh, she's also a very I good artist. I agree with you. Um, Shout out to Rap City. To, if you're hearing this, holla at your boy. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to Rap City out here doing her thing. Um, but Gerald, I, I think you have to you have to lighten up on the idea of, of someone creating um, or, or helping with an album. Because uh, I promise you, there are only and, and and this is legit. There are only a handful of great MCs that actually wrote all of their own hits, not all of their own songs, because some songs are trash, so it doesn't matter if you had a ghostwriter or not. They're hits. Um, a lot of people forget Safari was, was responsible for a majority of Nicki Minaj's early hits. Um, he was her writer. Uh, so to me, I don't... As long as you're not saying you're the best uh, MC, I, I don't really care if you have a ghostwriter. Uh, a lot of people's biggest issue with Drake was he kept saying, uh, you know, and I'm not too, but I got one. Like, he kept trying to make himself sound like he was the best in the game at rapping. But you don't rap. And then it comes out you don't even write the raps that you do do. So it was, you know, you can't call yourself the best if you have a writer. But if you're trying to say, I'm the hottest out right now, sure, yeah, of course. So to me, I won't, I, I don't have any knock. For, for Cardi B, mainly because I don't know where they're saying she, uh, you know, the, the writer wrote everything, because I listened to some of Cardi B's old mixtapes, and she had fire on there. Like, she was rapping on there. Um, so I don't know about that. I, I do know maybe they helped her to, to groom her into a single, because I doubt Cardi B knows how to make a single without proper guidance. I mean, she had been rapping for years. Um, so I don't doubt that. Um but I don't, I don't hold that against people, especially in a day and age where we're trying to get people to rap more because they don't rap anymore. Um, so I, that, to me, I don't, I don't really hold much uh, to people like that. Um, Chris, did you have anything you wanted to add on the idea of ghostwriters? Or did you, have you heard what, what Gerald's talking about? Did you hear that Funkmaster Flex, uh, I guess, what was the interview, Gerald? No, he went on... Um... He went on, like, I think Facebook Live and was just, I think he was just throwing shade. It looked like shade at Cardi B. And he was basically yeah, saying, like, you know, he's basically saying that she's, like, you know, she's, you know, Nicki Minaj shouldn't even have to worry. Nicki Minaj is comfortable. You know, Cardi B got people writing, you know, on her songs and stuff like that. I got, I reposted the video, but. If I find the video, I'll put it in the chat so everybody can watch it. I'm actually looking for that right now as we speak. All right, cool. Um, Chris, did you have anything you wanted to add? Uh, nah, I mean, the fact with, you know, like, you know, like like female MCs, you know, like especially the, the ones that are out today, I mean, honestly, to be honest with you, they don't really, like, catch, you know, they, really, they don't really, like, I don't really get as much attention. Like, I don't really look. Like I like I heard Cardi B uh, Cardi B's album, uh, you know it, it's you know what I mean. It's just not it's not what it used to. You know what I, it's not what it's like what it used to be. You know I'm looking for bars. I'm looking for something that you know kind of tells a story. I mean she did have like that that song Be Careful and a couple other tracks on there, but it just didn't fully like, like I couldn't. Yeah I yeah couldn't I like really, Be Careful. Like, 
Yeah, I liked it. And the thing is, but the thing is, I can't really listen to the whole album all the way through. Like, I, I, I had, I had some, some, some skip tendencies. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want to hear it. You know what I mean? Like, but, I mean, with, with everything all day with like Ghost Riders and stuff. I mean, I don't think there's somebody out there that doesn't have a Ghost Rider. And if they don't have a Ghost Rider, they they bite in somebody else's lyrics. You know. Hey what I mean? man, I know a few people. I know a few people who know Ghost Riders. Uh, by the way, <laughs> I want that that song. Uh, be careful. It really. I was thinking about it. You know what that song really reminds me of? It's kind of weird. It reminds me of uh, Cole's Lost One. Like if the female version was able to rap her part. You could see Cardi B being that person saying her part. Imagine Cardi B in Lost Ones and, like, she will rap, like, the female part with her own perspective. That would have been pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, no, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to Lost Ones. I'm saying, I don't know if a lot of you guys remember that song, Lost Ones. And Cole, he, yeah. he's going between the sides of the guy and the girl. Just imagine Cardi B, because that song reminded me a lot of Lost Ones. I don't know why. I think it's the way she was rapping. It, it, it seemed very, like, uh, very like, like if she was just in front of you talking to you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely with you on that. Um, I, I will say, Chris, that album is, is, is pretty dope. I res, I respect it if, if it's definitely not for you. Um, I'd rather you say it's not for you than to say it was trash. Uh, so I respect that because uh, a lot of people yeah. they're they're quick to say it's trash, but just say it's not for you. It's not for you because to me, yeah. I thought it was a good album. I thought it was a good debut album for her. Um, hey man, I definitely let felt the like man say it's trash. I we here to you think it's trash? To open up. Uh, no, I said let the man say it's trash. You know what I mean? We, we oh. can't neglect people's opinions here. You know what I mean? I get yeah, I get your really idea, pretty. but if he says it's trash, say it's trash. I like the album. I thought it was pretty dope. But uh, yeah, do you do you think it was trash, Chris? No, nah, I mean I didn't think it was trash. It's just, it's just like it didn't. It just didn't like. Drop. It's not something like yo, bro. Like I'm gonna put a couple songs in like my playlist, like or like in my listen rotation. You know what I mean? Like something I would listen to like maybe like twice a week or something like that. Like like couple. Like you know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. like it's not something like I will put in my music rotation. Like yeah, I listen to it. You know, it didn't catch my attention. I'm not saying it's trash. You know what I mean? It's just for me, it didn't draw me in. Like. There's, there's, she was spitting bars on there. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like she was, she, she did her thing, but it's not something I would listen to on a day to day basis, you know. Yeah, all right. I, I, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. There's a couple albums that would surprise you guys that I could never listen to, uh, beginning to end. Um, but all right. So let's let's move on to our next topic. Uh, Meek Mill on was to released the next from one. jail. Absolutely, Meek Mill was released from jail. Uh, my question to you guys, and I'll start with Gerald. Um, Meek Mill, before going into jail, had kind of been on a, a, like, a continuous losing streak. Uh, from him falling down the stairs to me seeing a video <laughs> of Drake at a concert performing, um, what was the name of that diss track? Uh Back to back. Oh, man, I completely forgot. Back to back. Uh, but it wasn't him performing that I thought was uh, why Meek Mill took an L from that. It was he had a deaf interpreter going ham, uh, reenacting that song for the deaf audience. And it's like, dang, man, you got deaf people out here. <laughs> I didn't know that. That's crazy. Is that a world tour or your girl's tour? Like, when it comes to that point, it's just like, dang, man. 
Drake really got you. Uh, then when I thought it was done for Meek Mill, he can kind of rebuild. In comes the game with pest control. And then I was like, dang, all right, well, he can rebuild from that. Boom, he breaks up with Nicki Minaj. And then not long after that, he was in jail. So it was just like, dang, man, Meek Mill just needs, like, some good luck at some point. But, Gerald, I'm going to start with you. Um, with him being released from jail, uh, will we ever see him rise back up the ladder being one of the best MCs in the game or best rappers in the game? I'll say that. Let me not say MC. The problem is with Meek, he has to play a lot of catch-up. Like, he does – it was at the point – I think he was beefing with everybody at one point, and, like, I think even Rick Ross kind of, like, distanced himself from him. Like, Meek Mill's – Meek Mill's been gone so long, Rick Ross lost a whole person and a half. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's coming to the point where right now Meek Mill is the, the DC universe right now. No matter how hard they dish out movies, they still can't catch up to Marvel. So Meek yep. Mill got to get on yeah. his grind because he just, he just put out an interview saying, like, he has people depending on him, and, you know, he can't go back to jail. He got, you know, got to get on his hustle. Meek Mill, lyrically, dope. Meek Mill got, he got fired. So now he got to get into the studio and he got to, I'm not saying he got a Russian album, but he got to, you know, he got to get out there and, and get that grind going because then he's just going to be one of those two hit wonders and then people going to forget about him because still whoa, to this day. Whoa, two hit? Yeah, no, Jesus, no, it's just a figure of speech. As I'm oh, not saying okay. he only has two hits. <laughs> Well, I'm the reason why I'm saying it, what? Like, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, if he doesn't get back, you know, back into the, the the studio, he doesn't start pumping out music. He doesn't start bringing back music again because he's he's one of my favorite MCs. Like, I still bump House Party to this day. Like, that's definitely one of those songs where it, it's a party starter and it's a party ender. So when I say party end, I mean, like, when you know the club about to shut down, you got to get the crowd hyped up one more time, you play house party again. So, I mean, it, he, you know, he has to just get back into the studio and, and be the best me he can be. He can't focus on what happened in the past. He got to just keep progressing forward because that's the only way, he, you know, he could get back in his seat. He, he definitely got to catch up to Drake because Drake's been winning since he's been – catching those L's, and Drake just been sitting back, like, just watching him fall. So, I mean, he, he got to get back in the studio. That's the only thing I can say about that. I'll, I'll ask you this. I'll ask you this before I pass it to, to Steven. You said he has to play catch-up. Who do you think is his actual competition? Um, as of right now, how many albums Meek Mill got out? What he got like four albums? No, 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 out no, no, right no, 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 no. Don't compare it like that. Who in the rap game right now, like rapper wise? Right. Don't don't worry about body of work. Rapper wise, do you think it's his competition? Both male. Both. Are we talking about both male and female? Just male. Just male. Just male. I think his only competition right now is definitely the trifecta right now: Drake, J Cole, and Kendrick. See, I, I I see what you're saying, but I don't I don't put Cole and Kendrick in that conversation because those guys will do an album like maybe every two years or every few years. 
So they're just like they're on a different status, and he'll never catch up to Drake. I personally think Meek Mill. There is like no actual competition. Like there's no one that if Meek Mill put out a single and they put out a single right back. Like as long as Meek's single was hot, like he doesn't have to worry about like it falling off the charts. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think he's out here. Like people forgot about him. Let's not forget we had all of Philly. We had the Eagles. We had the Sixers. Hold up, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was fit? Like, nah, people know Meek Mill has fire. I think he's good. I don't think he has any true competition. I think if he dropped uh, a track right now, he'd be good. You know what I'm saying? So when I asked you who do you think his competition was, I asked you that thinking that you were going to say the big three. But they don't count. Drake's on a whole nother level. Um, and Kendrick and Cole, they don't do albums regularly. You know what I'm saying? Like not only that, but well, they don't. The, the subject matter is different with them. You know what I mean? Right. Exactly. Uh, so they're not actual. Team. Right. So they're not actual competition. Uh, the guys that are up and coming, like a T Grizzly and stuff like that, that would be viewed as as competition. They're nowhere near where Meek is. So like he doesn't really have to worry about anything. So what I was trying to the point I was trying to make by asking you that, Gerald, was. If Meek Mill dropped an album, not an album, but, like, let's say a small little EP or something by the end of this year, I think he'll be fine. As long as he's home, he has all that legal trouble uh, sorted out. People, like, he has enough hits that people still remember. Like, all right, you do got to watch out for Meek Mill. Like, he, he, he's out here, man. Like, he could drop something tomorrow, and, and, and he'd be right back. Um, but, Steven, I'll pose the question to you. Uh, with him being released from jail, uh, will we see him rise back to the status he was at uh, pretty much before he went in? Okay. Uh, I will take my approach a little differently. Um, unlike Gerald, I respect your you know, your thought on the matter. But I also don't believe he's got a long way to climb up. To be honest with you, if anything, he's got a lot of momentum behind him right now. Uh being that this whole, you know, thing became like a nationwide thing with him in jail. I uh, puts a lot of light into a lot of minorities who don't have the celebrity status that he does that are going through the same thing. And I believe this will hype up his next project even more. You get what I'm saying? So even when he comes with that, and I think he's going to come strong because he never really put out a bad album or like a, a weak album, you know. What I the less I like, I like more introspective Meek Mills instead of like the super hype club Meek Mills. And I think in his last project, he gave a lot of introspective Meek Mills. He did a a sample. He sampled the Jay Z song. I forgot what it was in the last album. I think uh, Black America or something like that, or Black Boy America, or something like that. Yo, the dude is smart, man, and he can spit his ass off. So, oh. Uh, with that being said, I don't believe he's got a long way to climb up. I think he's got a lot of momentum behind him, and I think he's got a lot of people on his side. Even Drake kind of said something about free Meek Mills along the lines on the, that song with um, uh, they remixed Jay-Z's uh, Shoot. They remixed a song from Jay-Z on 44.4. It was Drake and Lil Wayne. And he even shouted yeah, out, you. you know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And yeah. And I feel like he's got a lot of support behind him right now. He's got a lot of momentum. I feel like people are really eager to find out where, where his next project is going to go and what he's got to say. Um, so with that being said, um, yeah, that's where I leave that right there. I, I just leave it in, in the sense that I, I don't believe he's got a long way to climb up. 
Um, no, I think every. I time, completely agree. I, with I you. think, to be honest with you, keep it real with you. It sounds weird, but I believe him going to jail changed his image a lot. Is a lot different now. It's not Meek Mill's is here taking the L's. It's more like, you know, this brother is back. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what you got to say. People are they're they're waiting to like to see what he's got next. Uh, I think his image that Meek taking L's. That image is, is lost right now, and it's been gone. And I don't think it's going to come back to me, uh, to keep it real with you. Um, as far as who is he competing with, I don't know, man. It's tough. Uh, Meek Mills, I see Meek Mills as someone who competes with people in the likes of, like, French Montana and, and those kind of characters. And to keep it real with you, I consider him way better than French Montana and and those type of characters. You know what I mean? I, I like conscious rap, so that's why I stick with in my lane more, more often than not. But um, I think he's a very talented dude, man. I think he can wrap his ass off. He can do a club banger. He can be introspective. And uh, I think he's, he's got he's got a good road ahead of him right now, man. I think he's going to be all right. That's, yeah, no, that's I, I'm with you. I, I'll say this. I, I'll say um, you, you'll say there's a you, – you were saying there was a lot of hype. I'll say there's a lot of pressure. Um, because whenever he drops that single, it has to be fired. Like, he, he's not in a position to where um, if he wants to keep this this cloud that he got from, removed from over his head, you can't drop something whack. Like, you just, you cannot. So if that means well, like you're going to wait. Said, you say he's got to drop right. a single, but, I mean, what makes you think he, he, he would even want to go on that route? You know what I mean? It's like such a mystery no, right I mean, now where, where he's at with his head. He might go in a completely different route. He might go on a on a Kendrick and Cole type of route, to be honest with you. Not fully. But not that he's not going to put any bangers. But in the sense that, you know what I mean, he just feels he, he might have a lot to say right now. I, I feel like it became bigger than, than Meek Mills for him. You know what I'm saying? For himself. I think he, he feels like now he's got, you know what I'm saying, like, He's got like a whole thing to pretty much address now. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I was about to say. Um, if it takes you a year to drop something, then that that's what you do. You just don't rush it. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying, whenever you drop something, it has to be hot. You don't have to drop something t- tomorrow or in the next few months. You can wait a year. You know, you got a lot of stuff you need to get sorted out with with family and everything, your people. So if you need a year, take a year. But I'm saying whatever it is that you drop something, it has to be fired. You do not have the luxury with all these people that's behind you. Kevin Hart hugging. Well, when you consider hugging, hot, are you are you meaning like like a club banger type of hot, or is it just like no, regardless no, 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 what type no. of just, song it is? It, it, regardless of what type of song, like he could come out with an introspective song. It just can't be whack. You know what I'm saying? Like you can, can come yeah. out with a deep song, whatever. It just can't be whack. He doesn't have to come out with a club banger. I never push for people who haven't dropped music in a long time to come out with a club banger, unless that's the only kind of music they do. But um, yeah. we know that's not the case with Meek Mill. Uh, so I would never say that. Whatever kind of music you, you plan on dropping, it has to be hot. Or I think it, it will, won't man. take much. I, I really, I really it, think it, it won't will. take much he, for people to go back. Yeah. I think he's going to so, be all right, to be honest with you. No, I'm with you. I have I have no doubt in my mind that when he's ready to make music, it'll be worth it'll be worthwhile. I'm just saying 
because we have to say it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it can't be trash. Yeah. <laughs> when he does decide to do music, <laughs> it can't be trash. That has to be something that, that has to be said. Um, I mean, I told you guys this, and if I didn't, I thought I did. Um, when Cole announced that he was coming out with a new album, before I heard any, any snippets or anything like that, I wasn't a huge fan of his last album. So the first thing I said was, I better like this, this new album, because I didn't like that last one. So this yeah. new one better be fire. You know what I'm saying? And that was from somebody who, who just released music last year. So, um, you know, that's, that's a mindset I always have, to where it's like, in the music industry, just like Drake. Drake dropped so much music, because Drake started to feel the heat of, of Chance. Chance, they were grooming Chance to be the new Drake. Think about it. The whole, the whole persona, the really nice guy that has the positive music that, that connects with, with, with the ladies and, and, and what he says on social media or says in interviews. He's just so lovable. You know what I'm saying? They were grooming yeah. him to do that. Even, with, even something as small as Apple co-signing Chance. You know what I'm saying? They were grooming because we all know Drake has a deal with Apple. That's why it's Apple exclusive. He has his OVO radio channel on Apple and everything. Um, they were grooming Chance for that. So Drake knew, like, all right, I got to not necessarily pump music, but I got to remind people there is nobody that can, that can take me out. You know, and Chance's biggest issue was after the hype of the coloring book and when he got a Grammy, he ain't put no more music out. <laughs> it was yeah. like... All right, dog. You, you do know the to be honest that, with you. I don't know if it was just me, but I never really got the whole thing with Chance. I like his music never really connected to me that much. No, I okay. I I never listened to Chance before the Coloring Book. Uh, I won't lie, I never listened to Chance before the Coloring Book. Only time I ever heard of Chance was one when Drake dissed him on draft day, and when Did Gambino him had him. Yeah, he said. Um, uh, and if I left it up to Chance and I would have picked a name like Chance the Rapper, no disrespect because I don't know the nigga. Like, he, he wasn't dissing him, like, like hard dissing him, but he was dismissing him. Like, I don't know him. Like, who is that? You know what I'm saying? Like, Because yeah. at that time, that was when Acid Rap came out and people were like, yo, another light-skinned dude who can sing, kind of, and rap. Like, could this guy be someone who's coming for, for, for Drake? And then it never manifested into anything. But Drake wanted to let people know, like, Nah, he's beneath me. I don't even know who that is. Um, but by the way, speaking of draft day, Gerald, you said you wanted to hear Drake rap. Listen to draft day. That is definitely one of his best uh, songs where he's delivering bars. Uh, I love draft day. Um, Hi, I'll, bring it back I'll check it Meek. out. Definitely check it out. But to bring it back to Meek, I'm with you, Steven. I know he's going to produce that fire. Um, but Chris, what, what are your thoughts on Meek Mill? Do you agree? Like he, he can't come out when he decides to drop music and it be trash. Uh, and are you confident in whenever he drops music that it'll be good? I mean, I have, I'm, I'm, I have full confidence, man. Man, Meek Mill has the whole city, the whole city of Philly behind him. Like, I'm just waiting, and I might, I might be wrong. But I guarantee the next couple months that, you know, he's going to drop, like, a single or something. Because I know while he was in the pen, he was probably writing. You know what I mean? Like putting some putting some stuff together. So, like, like soon as he gets things, like, situated, things straightened out, he's going to drop something fire. You know, he has to. He has to, you know. I mean, and then also, like, 
like I don't know, like Meek Mill doesn't really have like competition. Like it's just he's he's kind of like like you know with I'll, I'll agree with Steve said like for French and uh, you know kind of what more of those like it's like it's like hood rappers, not really hood rappers, like kind of like G uh, G Herbo, but not like G Herbo. Like it's it's kind of different, you know. Meek Meek like Meek has his own style, his own sound, you know. From you know, from from what I'm looking at, you know, me listening to his music, you know, he's the type of guy that can really talk about like, you know, like struggling in the streets and stuff, and then get you amped, amped up off some like some some crazy drug song or dope song or whatever, you know what I mean? So, I mean, I'm just I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting for Meek's comeback. I'm I just I just want to wait and see what he does, you know what I mean? Like we can't really like I can't like we can't really like fully pass judgment, but you know I just think he's going to come out with some fire and he's just going to, I mean he's going to try to insert himself like back on the top. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I'm with you on that, man. And like I said, I have complete confidence. And I'd even say if Meek has been writing the entire time he's been in uh, been in, in jail, I would say if he's smart. Uh, I wouldn't let July come and go without dropping something. Because I, I know he has something for the summer. So if I'm Absolutely. him, th- depending on, on, on where he's at, like I said, if he's focusing on, on home and family and he wants to kind of just get away from music for a little bit and just focus on that, cool. But if you've been writing that whole time, man, you better drop some fire before the summer's over because you got everything coming in May and June. Come out with something in July. Come out with something in July that can carry on through through September a little bit. That'd be dope. I'd even like to see Meek Mill perform at the BET Awards, depending on, like, his whole legal situation. I don't know if they're going to try to do some super junk, like, house arrest or whatever the freak. I don't know. He says go to court. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would love to see that. And, like I said, people are rallying behind him. I mean, I, I saw people rapping now, hold on, wait a minute, that I know never heard Meek Mill. And I was like, yo, how do you even know that song? Only because that's all everybody's been rapping. All right, he ain't even the Meek Mill fan. Um, but, yeah, man, he's definitely hot right now, and if he's smart, he'd capitalize on it. Um, you know, because that, that's just what you should be wanting to do. Um, let me see what else we got here. All right, so all right, it's 11 now, and we got 25 minutes. So I'm going to skip that good music one, and we're going to go to this Cole and Kendrick one. Um, and we'll try to end on that good music one. Uh, all right. So we've been talking a lot about Cole Kendrick, who's better, who do we kind of like, you know, who do we reason with more? Like which side do we lean on more? Um, so I thought I'd bring in the topic who has made better albums. Do not count the mixtapes. Go straight from Kendrick's first studio album versus J. Cole's first studio album all the way to today. Uh, if you guys need me to read off the list of each person's albums, just let me know. I'll, I'll Google it real quick and give you the names. Uh, that's not a problem. But I'm going to start with you, Chris. Who has made better albums? You can, you can break down this however you want, whether you want to break it down from lyrical content, how it made you feel, uh, you know, a uh, hit, whatever you want to do. Um, oh. I, I'm not gonna ha- I'm not gonna handicap us in this in this conversation. I'm gonna open it up a bit um, uh. because this is a very difficult <laughs> topic to break down. So, Chris, who has made better albums, Cole or Kendrick? 
this is like this is super super hard, man. This is like super hard. Um, to be honest That's with you, but um, <laughs> but the thing is, like, oh man, because the thing is that every time I think of J Cole, I think of mixtapes. You know what I mean? Like. His mixtapes was just so fire to me. And then, like, it, it kind of carried over into his album. You know what I mean? And it kind of, like, it kind of, like, slowed down a little bit for a certain period of time. And then he picked it back up with his last album. Um, but to be honest with you, um, I think Kendrick may, like, he, I guess he makes the better albums. You know what I mean? It's just so, I mean, Kendrick is so different. Like, bro, like, he really just he put an album together for a movie, and that album was fire. Like I never I never listened to a movie like I never listened to like a movie soundtrack before, and the whole thing was like fire. And like you can play this song like you can play this song like driving down the street or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that was just so fire, and it's just the way how he put it together. I mean, like for me, like right now. Like if you're gonna put in like like who who makes better albums and stuff like that, I would say Kendrick Lamar right now is winning. You know what I mean? So I, that's what I think. I, mean, I think Kendrick is winning. I mean it's just it's just so hard, man. It's just, I can't I can't really like it's like if you're gonna just pick one, I'm just gonna have to go with Kendrick. All right. I mean, like I said, there's there's no wrong answers. <laughs> They're two of the greatest of their times. There's no wrong answers. Um, it's just a fun conversation to have because it's subjective. Like, what albums uh, spoke to you more than the others? Um, Steven, I'll go to you. Cole Kendrick, who are you taking? All right, man. Um, shit. It's tough, man. It's an ugly-ass conversation. Um, <laughs> it's like a Conor McGregor and ATS fight. <laughs> like, I like both of them, man. I like both of them. I, don't, I, I both of them get me just as excited. Uh, no homo when they both about to drop something. Like I'm just as hyped. I get very focused. I don't want to talk to nobody. And as soon as the album drops, I am there with either a drink or something by my side, and I got my headphones on. Like that's literally how I treat either of their albums. I don't think there's another artist that I really treat like that to be honest with you. Um, with that being said. It's weird. I'm, I guess I, I can give Kendrick the edge and catalog in the sense on, on the impact his albums have done, but as far as who has more albums that I'd rather listen to, I, I, I give it to Cole. I really give it to Cole. Um, I think, you know, I think people have a lot of short-time memory, you know what I mean? And even though a lot of people didn't like 40 Hours Only, even though I did like it, um, they forget that Four Sills Drive was right before that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was the album right before Four Yards Only. So it's just sad how people have a short-time memory, and they're like, oh, he fell off. You know, and then you hear people, Cole, who, and this and that, everybody want to, you know, bash his name. It's like, yo, you guys not long ago was talking about Four Yards Only and talking about, you know what I'm saying, uh, real nigga know that. But, you know what I mean? Come on, man. Uh, Four Yards Only holds dear to me. It definitely came around a really uh, awesome time in my life where, like, it really stuck to me. Um, 
I like this KOD album. Kendrick, he got Damn, which is just an amazing album. I really do think Damn is one of his best ones. Um, he's got, uh, obviously, Good Kid, Mad City. But then again, who's got more albums that I would rather listen to? I really believe it will be cool. Because if you think about the albums, at least for me personally, I would say that from Kendrick, the albums that I would got no problem going just straight through is Good Kid, Mad City, and Damn. But Cole got a few albums that I will listen to straight through. You know what I'm saying? So right. So that's how I look at it. It's, it's a very conflicting uh, argument for me. Um, but I would say in terms of catalog and impact, uh, I will give it to Kendrick. But me so you're giving it. I got more. I got more. Personally, I got more Cole albums that I would rather listen to through than than Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? Like. As so, much as Tim Pippa Butterfly was monumental, it's, it's still an album that you really got to be super in the mood to just go right through, you know what I mean, without skipping a song. Um, what was his first project? Which is, It wasn't a major label, but his first uh, his first album, what was the name of it? It's, um, it was Good Kid, Mad like City. It was a picture of like a dresser with like all the stuff on it. No, 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 no. That was that was a mixtape. That was a mixtape. Good Kid, Mad City Are was his sure first studio album. Because I, I, I think I'm about to, I think I'm about to blow your mind, guys. I think that's an album. I don't think it was a major no, think, album, but that was that was his first album. No, you you have because right you kind of have to go you kind of have to go major uh major label album. Like his first studio album was uh Good Kid, Mad City, and what was crazy was it, it took a year for it to pop. <laughs> a lot of people, it took a year. Like, people like, yo, this album just came out? No, it's been out for a year, man. Like, <laughs> we're just now right, making it really mainstream. Um, with, with Don't so Kill if, My Vibe if, and stuff like that. If we're starting from Good Kid Mad City, um, which, like I said, I don't believe we should, even though, like, his first album wasn't a major label, but it still was his first album. It wasn't a mixing. But if we are starting from Good Kid Mad City, then... Then I will kind of lean on 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 Cole's side. If we are starting in Good Kid, Mad City about who's got a better catalog, we're talking about Dan and Good Kid, Mad City. At least for me, I guess we're just talking personally. But I would have my right. Cole album to to want to go back and keep listening to rather than uh, than Kendrick. But then uh, it's so tough, man, because then their last project, Kendrick got Dan, Cole got KOD. I still don't know if KLD surpasses Dan to me. Dan was I Dan was an amazing album, man. I think people really don't understand how good the album is. Um, yeah. So I don't know. So don't know. so you're going are you so you're going with Cole? I don't even know where I'm going. Can I split it in half? <laughs> Can I split it in half? All right. What, what, what's the what's the question? Who 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 has who has made better albums? And I, I guess I would I would have to I would have to I don't want to but I would have to go with Kendrick. I would have to go to Kendrick. Okay. It's unfortunate right. because like I said, I got more co albums that I, I would rather listen to. But listen man, in terms listen, of, listen to your heart then. What what is your heart telling you? Is your heart telling you Cole or Kendrick? Because uh, you're not man, speaking that, you're not man. speaking for the you're not speaking for the world, you're only speaking for yourself. So if, if you I'm believe Cole myself, has made better If I'm albums, speaking for myself, then I'm going to go with, then I'm going to definitely go with Cole. If I'm speaking for myself. All right. Only because, you know, you got Good Kid, Man City. You got Damn. 
and and you got Forest Hills. I mean, like, how do you guys look at Forest Hills Drive? Forest Hills Drive was an amazing album, man. Oh, yeah, no, no, I love Forest Hills Drive. That that album was amazing. Like, it was just crazy. I mean, he released he released that album without dropping a single. Like, there were no singles on that album. <laughs> like, it, really it felt wasn't. like there were, but there there were no actual singles on that album whatsoever. Like, this KOD uh, ATM is that single for that for that album. But Forest Hills Drive, there were songs that people used as singles, but there were no singles on that. Yeah, um, but there, were, there wasn't no singles I, on KOD either, though. You know what I'm saying? No, like, no, no. You, you Outside can, of ATM, you, ATM is definitely a, a single. Like, that's single based. Like, he did that track for that to be a single. Forest Hills oh, Drive, yeah, there was yeah, nothing yeah, that he was that. promoting. Right. There was nothing. There was no songs he was promoting as a single. Like, everything could have been a single from that song. I mean, from that album, I'm sorry. Um, you so right, don't so, consider so, Wet Dreams? Uh, no, not Wet Dreams. On, um, shit, what's the song thing? I'm like doing a hundred things at once. Well, uh, Forest Hills Drive. Oh, no, everything on Forest Hills Drive uh, could have been, what, what I'm saying is it could have been viewed as a single, but there were no songs that he took and promoted as such. Like, for, for KOD, he had a video for um, ATM right around yeah, the album. Yeah, I get what dropped. you're saying. Okay, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> so he was pushing that as the single. Um, yeah. He did not do that for Forest Hills Drive. Forest Hills Drive was like, hey, guys, here's an album. And then from there, the radio took certain songs and used them as a single. But he was not promoting yeah, yeah. one particular song. Um, all right, so you're going Cole. All right, cool. Um, Gerald, Cole Kendrick. Ah, damn you, Juwan. Um, <laughs> like, okay, like Steven, if I'm speaking for myself, I would have to go with Cole for the simple fact. I, I love his flow. It reminds me of Common. Like, Common and, and J. Cole kind of got that same calm flow. Like, you can, you can, like, rock out to it. You can just jam to it. It also makes you think. Not saying that Kendrick don't make you think, but Kendrick got a flow like, Andre 3000 mixed with DMX. He got some songs that's nice and flowing. And then as soon as that song is over, the next track, he got you ready to go start a fight with somebody. So, I mean, like I said, if I'm speaking for myself, I got to go with J. Cole. All right. I completely respect that. Like I said, guys, there are no wrong answers here. Um, I'm going to go with Kendrick. Uh, I've always felt like Kendrick was the better rapper. Um, what he's able to do with cadences. Uh, if you listen to his, uh, when he does features on uh, uh, Classic Man, uh, Mask Off, the cadences and just his delivery and how he's able to twist and bend and like form new ways to deliver his bars, that is just like insane. There's, I've, I don't remember uh, in like the past 10, maybe 15 years, anyone who's been able to do what Kendrick can when he delivers bars. Um, I thought Good, Good Kid, Mad City is a classic. I thought Simple Butterfly definitely. was a cultural classic. That was for black people up and down, left and right. And then I thought he would never make something that would feel the same like that. And then he gives us the Black mm-hmm. Panther album. And I'm like, yo, Kendrick, chill, man. Like, come on. You keep doing this. Relax, man. You, you can take a break. Um, and then he follows it with Black Damn. Black Panther was dope. Well, he did Damn, and then he did the Black Panther album. I'm sorry. I don't mean to go out of order. 
Well, we, we can't put we pen- can't put the Black Panther album in the category though. I don't I don't think we, we could. Uh, because even though he was, because even though he was the the let's say the head of the the whole idea, mm-hmm. there's still a lot of artists. I think there, it, that was a more group effort than just Kendrick. You get what I'm saying? Well, he produced nah. it. He was the producer. He produced that album. He produced it, and he was on, I think, every song except for maybe three. So I'd still make mm-hmm. that his album. That was his album. Mm-hmm. That no, was no, album. I think. Agree, disagree on I mean, that one. I don't. I yeah, feel like that I was mean, more. That was a more like a musical group. To be honest with you, I feel like that was a. That was a top dog album. That's what I would consider it, a top dog entertainment album. But you the thing saying? is, there was only two. All the cats. There was only two people from top from top dog. Well, three. I'm sorry if you want to count uh, the one song with J Rock. It was SZA, J Rock, Kendrick. That was it. Everything else was something like Vic Mensa. Or, or or somebody else. So it wasn't even like a top dog the weekend uh, yeah. album. Yeah, he had one with the weekend. But I I do get what you're trying to say. And even if I take the Black Panther album out, Good Kid, Mad City, The Pimp of Butterfly, and Damn, are three really good albums to go against yeah. anybody's body of work. Uh, the Pimp of Butterfly, he even says I took uh, trap music. And uh, and pretty much the whole rock and roll sound and the whole jazz sound, like that album was beautiful. And how he ends it with having that conversation with Tupac, like just what he did with that album was genius, genius. The sound yeah, that, that shit, that, that, shit that. Uh, that shit was uh, pretty trippy when uh, Tupac came in. Yeah, man, that was that was insane. That was insane. He was talking about a dream that he had where Tupac came and talked to him. And it was he was pretty much like interviewing him. Uh, that that album was deep. Damn is a sleeper. Um, a lot of people don't give it enough credit. That was a sleeper. Uh, and Good Kid, Mad City. Come on, Money Trees. Uh, I'm trying to think of everything else. That my mind's going like 80 miles per hour. He had so many hits on there, man. Um, that, yeah, man. I, I always thought Kendrick was uh, a better rapper than Cole. And where I really thought he proved that was when they did the um, good, what was it, Good Friday or Black Black Friday. When they did the Black Friday freestyle, don't get me yeah. wrong, Cole killed his. I mean, he murdered it. Kendrick just took it and just went into, like, like he just, like, he had a demon possess him for his freestyle. Like, that was just bananas. And then at the end where he kind of stopped. And then you're like, oh, okay, he's done. And then he keeps going, and then he stops again, and he's like, all right, no, nah, that's it. Like, that was just bananas. Um, who, so I'm going to go think, with Kendrick. I, I, I got a question for you. Go ahead. Who do you, who do you yeah. think is more uh, accessible? Kendrick. Kendrick, because Cole, after Born Center, kind of shut himself off from mainstream. Like, he didn't want to be a no, part I'm, of anything I'm not saying mainstream. accessible like that. I'm saying accessible. I mean, of course, you would. Pick Kendrick in, the, in that in in those terms. I meant accessible in the sense of if you were to show someone who doesn't listen to hip hop either of those two artists, who would you pick? See, that's a difficult question because if you break down uh, Cole's first three albums and Kendrick's first three albums, the, I won't say the feel is the same, but they're both deep rooted in like actual hip hop. So if you're trying to show someone who doesn't really listen to hip-hop, those are both uh, two artists you wouldn't start somebody off on. Like, 
it's just it, it's too much thought that goes into it. Like it's not an album you pop on and it's just something for you to dance to. Like nah, it, it it's to get you thinking. So that that to me is a difficult question. Like I'd rather I'd rather say like Wale or Drake. Who would you try to get someone who's never listened to to hip hop to listen to? And it's like all right, well Wale does make music for you to think, but he definitely has bangers that you can just listen to and dance to and rock out to. Same as uh, Drake. No, I, I think Cole and Kendrick. About, I wasn't talking about um, like uh, like club or pop and stuff. Now, uh, let me try to explain it like this. Like, let's say an older head, right? Mm. Let's say an older head. You know how older people are. Like, it's hard for them to really get into hip hop, and they, and they think it's ignorant or whatever this and that. So, if you were to show an older head, either of those two artists. Me usually, when I show an older head, uh, one of them, I, I show Cole first. Like songs like Love Yours. I mean, like Jesus Christ. How can oh, you know? I see what you're saying. You get what I'm saying? Like, I don't care how old you yeah. are. You can't tell me uh, okay. you can't listen to that song. So, in that light, I go Kendrick. Because if, you, if you're talking to an old head and you're trying to show them, hey, I know what music you're used to from back in your day. Uh, what's the closest thing to something that the 90s or the 80s or, or, or a little bit before that was giving you, where it was just lyrical content that was good for your mind. I feel like Kendrick's Good Kid, Mad City, and especially to Pimp a Butterfly, is something you can get an old head to go, oh, all right now, all right. So you all got people in your time that, that get it. And that's no shot at Cole, but Cole's first two albums were very mainstream-centric. The Pimp a Butterfly wasn't meant to be mainstream. Uh, that was meant to to kind of shed a light on, on what was going on with us. Um, and I think lyrically what he gave in that album would make an old head go, okay, okay, I, I see y'all. I, I see y'all Y'all still got, got talent out here. And then right after I did that, I would say, all right, now you like that, here's some coal for you. But I would definitely start off with Kenny. I don't know, man. I don't know. Again, I'll have to disagree with you on that one. The reason I say, I, but I also believe that we were having two different, um, two different thoughts on what we're looking at. This I look at it as Kendrick. Even like for me, when I first started listening to Kendrick, his whole voice and the way he went about rapping, I had to get over that. You know what I'm saying? His voice wasn't easily accessible. Cole has like a Tupac classic type of vibe to him. You know what I'm saying? And he mm-hmm. he doesn't. He doesn't give you a, a headache on crazy syllables and crazy word schemes that we can understand, but an older head, and that's what I meant by accessible. I think Cole has a more simplistic way about things, and it's more about listen to what I have to say rather than flipping words around on some crazy things. That's what I meant, kind of. I See, I break, I break Kendrick down deeper than that. I break Kendrick down to where it's like, you want to, because, and again, I'm only using the old head reference. Uh, I, I understand what you're saying. You're trying to open it up to where it's not just old heads, it's anybody. If you're trying to, if you're trying to like, introduce someone to hip-hop of any age, which one would you go? Um, and, again, that's just still a really hard <laughs> um, choice to make. To me, I feel like Kendrick, he, he blends well. He bl- I always thought, and the, the biggest knock on J. Cole early was, he made uh he made college he made college songs to where it was like if you had lived that dorm life if you had lived life like that like you totally get it but if you didn't it was just like there was not much you could you could compare to and a lot of people could say with Kendrick it was street talk 
Like, if you didn't live that life, that, you know, that gang life or anything like that, you, you didn't really understand where Kendrick was coming from. But I felt as though once he, he went, uh, he made that first studio album, he went more into storytelling on a greater scheme. Uh, and Cole did that too. I'm not dissing Cole. Um, but I felt like Kendrick, just the delivery of it was just better. It was just better yeah. to me. Um, you know, th- that's how I view it. So that would be the first thing I would uh, I would want to show anyone of any age, like, listen, listen to the story and how you can equate it to you. Um, and I felt as though Cole's, in my opinion, was just a little bit more difficult to be uh, accessible um, because of some of the stories that he was telling. Uh, but again, that's just, my opinion. I, I totally get where you're coming from, though. It could go either way. I mean, yeah. if you want to show any generation, those two, they either one should get someone like, all right, I, I definitely want to know more about hip-hop now. Um, yes, but yeah, definitely. man. Yeah, man, this has been uh, real quick. Uh, I won't even end it right there. Real quick, I'll ask you guys. Good music, uh, the, the label is dropping uh, albums in the month of May and June. Uh, so you got Pusha, Tiana Taylor, um, uh, Kanye's working on Nas' album too, um, Kanye and Kanye and Kate Cuddy. So out of those five, I'm going to go just really quickly say who you're most looking forward to uh, out of those five. Um, Gerald, I'll start with you. Whose album are you most looking forward to? Kanye and Cuddy. All right. That's the seven songs of... Uh, of uh of beautifulness is is how they kind of making it feel. Uh, Steven, out of those five, who are you picking? All right, being that you strictly made it good music, I'll have to go with Kanye. But I don't know if that Nas album is, you know what I mean. But uh, you said good music. Yeah, yeah. So I'll stick with Kanye. No, 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 no. I just I, I looped it in because Kanye said he's, he's doing work on it. So it was like, he's not part of good music, but Kanye still has a hand in it. Uh, so that's why I was attributing it to that. But I, I do get you, and you're trying to make the distinction that Nas is not part of of, of good music. I, I got you. Um, yeah. So you're saying Nas? Well, is he working on it, or is he fully working on it? You know what I mean? Like, is he, does he have a few tracks on that Nas thing, or is he... Because I, I thought I got the idea that he was officially like the main guy behind the producing. Right. Yeah. That's 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 what I meant. That's what I meant. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then I'll go with Nas. But if that's not the okay. case, then I'll so go with Kanye. Case. That yeah, that's the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, but either way, either way, Nas or Kanye, <laughs> looking forward to both. Um, yeah, definitely. Chris, uh, who's are you looking uh, looking forward to the most? Uh, actually, I'm looking forward to uh, Kid Cudi. I just, I just want to get, get Kid Cudi back on, you know, back on top, you know. Absolutely, and if anybody could do it, it's Kid Cudi. All right, so we got a little mm-hmm. less than 40 seconds, so really quickly, I'm gonna go. I'm going push your T. Drug Dealers Anonymous was way over, uh, way underlooked. Dope track. Uh, it is to show you again, Pusha can come. With just straight bars. Him and Hov completely killed that song. Uh, so I'm looking forward to anything Pusha ever does, especially if Ye's working with him and he's doing some, uh, and he's working with Pharrell a little bit. Um, but thank you guys for listening to episode two of Voice of the Culture. Um, we hey, put my song on, week. man. Put my song on. It's still downloading, man. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm going to have everyone's songs added 
so we have it for next week. My bad, guys. Um, Unbelievable. We were going to play Benevolent by Tory Lanez. No, I, I swear to you, I'll send you a picture. Um, I know, man. I'm just but playing. Thank, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in to Episode 2 of Voice of the Culture. Uh, hopefully everyone yes. that we wanted on this show will will be on the show next week. We're, we're going to try to get that better worked out, along with adding songs to the boards. Um, yes. But, we will check you guys out same time, same place next week. Peace. Hey, oh, next week, man, have me on that song. Have me on that song next week, the same one. Absolutely, I got All right. you. All right, word. You guys All have right. a good night, man. It's a good show. All right. Peace. Good night, guys. Peace. Good night. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.